Hello, top of the list fans. This is Dom, and I'm here with my co-host, RB. Say what's up, RB. What's up, RB? <laughs> it's a little bit of a rocky start. I kind of lost my words there, but we're going to keep going. So, we are here to talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi, episode four. Um... We've reviewed episodes one, two, and three, so you can check those out if you haven't seen our uh, opinions on the past three episodes. Go and check them out. Uh, spoiler alert, we love the show so far. So we were waiting up, or at least I was waiting up last night to watch this. RB woke up first thing, watched episode four, and we are going to talk all the spoilers that happened. So spoiler alert right now, um, we will be talking about all the details of episode four. So if you haven't seen it, turn off our episode, go watch episode four, Obi-Wan Kenobi, then come back after you've seen it and hear our opinions. So, RB, what did you think about Obi-Wan Kenobi episode four? I, I know everyone's going to get sick of me sounding like a broken record here, but I mean, another 10 out of 10 episode for me. To me, like I said, I'm going to be hard pressed unless they take some sort of wild, crazy turn from what they've already done. I don't foresee myself giving an episode below a 10. I have some nitpicks here and there yeah. for sure. But I, I mean, watching this is like, to me, watching a feature length movie just in weekly parts. And to me, this would be at least so far a 10 out of 10 film. It hits everything. It's got the new action. It's got the nostalgia that it's hitting of both the Star, War, Star Wars prequels that we grew up with going to in the theaters. This original trilogy, you know, it has reference to that we grew up watching with our parents at home. So, I mean, just another great episode. Uh, I, I enjoyed this one just a little bit less than the first three, and I can go in more in-depth with that later, but still not enough to, to mark it below a 10 out of 10 for me. I'm, I'm really enjoying this show and what Deborah Chow, is that correct, who's our showrunner? Deborah correct. Chow is doing with this. I'm, I'm really, really loving this show. This is, to me, continues to be the best Star Wars uh, live-action original series that we've seen better than Mandalorian better than book of Boba Fett. Um, am I missing? Are those the only two we've had so far? I think those are the only two we've had. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And you know, we've had the bad batch and one season of the clone wars that was kind of Disney plus, but they were animated. But I, I, I agree with you RB as so far, this is the best show on Disney plus. Um, there's a lot of other shows that we've enjoyed. We really enjoyed moon Knight. We really enjoyed, uh, most of Loki, we enjoyed Hawkeye, you know. What if? What if? We both enjoyed that, even though there was one or two episodes I didn't really like that much. But still, you know, this one has been the one that has been the best so far. And with that said, I think episode four was the worst of the of the four episodes we have this far. Um, but it's still, like you said, it's still awesome television to watch. I think this one's pitfall was that um, it wasn't necessarily that nothing happened, but it was that um, things happened too quickly for me. Um, yes, we, absolutely. I, I feel like this could have been a little stretched out a little bit more. That, yeah, that's kind of what I wanted. Hundred percent yeah. agree. And um, you know, we did learn a little bit of cool information about Fortress Inquisitorius, which we'll talk about a little in a little bit. But um, other than that, not that many big developments as far as the story goes um you know spoiler we don't see obi-wan and vader face off yet again um vader has one scene in this which um after last week where he was practically in the whole episode was a little bit disappointing to see but hey you know 
can't be too spoiled on seeing our Darth Vader return. Um, but, you know, I still think, like you said, this, and, oh, and the other thing that I wanted to say was a pitfall of this one was, uh, kind of felt like they were trying to hone the vibe of A New Hope a lot here, if you can get what I mean. You know, infiltrating the Imperial base. Yeah, a, a New Hope or almost even Rogue One was were the vibes I was getting. Yeah. In fact, I had to go back and look up to see these. What what was his name? The 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 guerrilla fighters that come in and and rescue them at the end. Um, yeah. I had to look up to see if this if these were like characters that had been mentioned before, and I, I don't think they have. Correct? I think these are first time characters. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, their leader, played by O'Shea Jackson Jr., better known as Ice Cube's son. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's awesome and he's a huge Star Wars fan so it was great to see him finally be in Star Wars he's living every Star Wars fan's dream he's actually in a Star Wars show so that was awesome to see and um, that is one of the negatives I, not that his character not, nothing to do with his acting or anything but I feel like his character so at the beginning of this episode Obi-Wan's in the back to tank Darth Vader's in the back to tank we get some awesome imagery there mm -hmm. and then like instantaneously Obi-Wan's back in action and he's yep. looking like Obi-Wan from Attack of the Clones with his outfit on and everything. And um, O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s character, which I think is Revon, I think is Ro his name. Ro Roken. Roken. Yeah. So Roken um, doesn't take that much convincing to help Obi-Wan at all. Yeah. He's just like, okay, yeah. I'll help you. Yeah, it's, we're not going to help you. And she's 10 years old. Okay, we'll help you. Yeah. <laughs> that that, that kind of ticked me off. He, he has his, uh, an un unplayed out backstory about his wife just oh yeah she she had the force or i knew what she was we tried to hide it and the empire killed her I, I was hoping there would be more to his story as well as more to his group i mean it's just let's rush him off to this planet where there's what i mean i guess the makings of a rebel base it's not quite a rebel base i mean they make it very clear in the beginning we're not soldiers how about a flashback scene that's that's what could they could have done it because i think what was this episode like 40 minutes uh, around there, yeah, 37, yeah. I think. 37? Okay, I think they could have added on at least a few minutes of flashback to when his wife was taken away. We could have gotten a whole scene there, and then we would have been like, okay, I'm locked in with and this guy's character. That being said, I, I think there would be a, then a great tie-in to that when we go through, and like we said, we'll talk about it later, but you know, the, the tomb, the Jedi tomb, so yeah. to speak, in the, uh, the Inquisitor's uh, home home base or whatever you want to call it. What, what's the name? Fortress of Inquisitorius. Fortress, thank yeah. you. Yeah. So that was the first pitfall of this episode for yep. me. But, you know, let's get back into the positives here, RB. We get to see Obi-Wan in action again with his lightsaber in this episode. So, of course, they move on with their plan rapidly. I mean, they take five seconds to plan out this thing. And they say, okay, we have a little bit of a map of Fortress Inquisitorius. And Obi-Wan's like, okay, let's go. Yep. And we're like, all right, I guess we're doing this right now. We're going to rescue Leia this episode. We're yep. not going to let her be in danger at all for, you know, more than one episode. Now, there, there's something interesting here, though, yeah. we, that we see that isn't touched on, I think, nearly enough in this episode. Yeah. We see Obi-Wan on the way to the fortress with, uh, with Tala struggling to use the fourth, force with his burned up hand. Right. And then so I thought that was going to play a larger role into this episode. But then it doesn't, and he's the same badass Obi-Wan as he's going through the fortress to rescue Leia and later Tala. Yeah, he's kind of regained his his abilities by the end of this episode. You know, he's not fully the Obi-Wan we saw in, you know, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. But he's he's kind of recapturing his ability to use the Force by the end of this episode. Um, 
Yeah, I think they could have touched on it a little bit more. Maybe a line from Tala, you know, saying, oh, you've lost your connection to the Force. You're not as strong as the Obi-Wan of Legend or whatever. You yeah. know, something like yeah. that would have maybe added to it. But we get a great infiltration scene. And I think Tala's arc here where she's, you know, pretending to be an Imperial, going through the security. I well, thought that well, was okay. Is. I yeah. mean that's that's the thing. She's she's a spy, as as they call to directly in this episode. You know, we we hear in the last episode that she was an imperial officer who who saw what the the empire did and lost her ways and began helping the Jedi or the yeah. remaining Jedi in the resistance. Um, yeah, I liked it though. It was very convincing. I really like the a very tense scene, the standoff um, at the the security checkpoint right at the be oh, right at the entrance of the base. I think they had a few more opportunities to do that. They, they didn't in the second time where she's in the library or the archives or whatever, she just kind of beats them up off screen. The, the questions questioning officer. And then of course, I think the money shot in this episode with her is the standoff between her and Riva. Yeah. That's a great interrogation room with Leia. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Let's talk about Riva. Now that you bring it up, Riva and Leia face off in the interrogation room in this episode. And, I continue to be compelled by Reva's character. I really enjoy her acting. I really enjoy her character's sinisterness. Um, I really liked everything about it. And, I mean, come on. Leia, young Leia is awesome. She is, when she says, I am a senator from Alderaan. A princess and, from Alderaan. Princess yeah, from daughter Alderaan. daughter of a senator. Daughter of a senator. It was right out of A New Hope. I was like, okay, yeah, that you could fully believe that is Carrie Fisher as a kid. Yeah. No, I, I love the line. Is this a staring contest? Yeah, that was He's trying awesome. Trying to use the force like Darth Maul did in uh, in the Clone Wars to to extract things from her mind. Yeah. Is this a staring contest? Wow, you're strong. I, I thought that was a really great scene. Yeah. I, I think Leia continues uh, to hit it out of the park. Um, definitely, yeah. and, and some great yeah. sequences. Now, I think there was also some hints that we've been begging for on more into Reva's past uh, in this sequence. You know, yes. we hear her talking when Lola. Uh, Leia's companion droid comes out and she kind of grabs it and she goes, you know, I, I once had a droid too. I, I know how it feels to be alone. Um, and so we get a little bit more into uh, Reva's past. And I felt in that sequence almost, especially when we had it alluding to Obi-Wan last episode of being taken from his family, a little bit maybe of contempt towards the Jedi Order. And maybe we aren't seeing that her, she's on the inside trying to save the Jedi Order, but maybe she takes pleasure in destroying the Jedi Order alongside Vader, Vader and really yeah. would like to be uh, the Grand Inquisitor and end the Jedi for good. I think you're right there, RB, definitely. I was getting that vibe a lot in this episode. Um, I have a little behind-the-scenes trivia here for you, RB. Oh, boy. And, um, I, I found this on Twitter, so... Um, the reason why Leia's droid is named Lola is because when Carrie Fisher was 10 years old, when she was the age of uh, young Leia in the show, she had a pet bird named Lola. So ah, that's why they named that, her droid Lola. That's good to know. Yeah, that's awesome to know. Yeah. So, um, and Lola also has a big reveal at the end of this episode as well, yeah. with the tracker being placed on her, because Leia does escape in this episode, Fortress Inquisitorious. She comes out unscathed. Um, it, well, I was getting a little nervous that they were going to torture her there for a second when they take her to the torture chamber. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
or but, even oh, kill her yeah. the way the way it was in her. I mean, we knew they weren't going to kill her, but attempt to kill her as we see the intercut between the the tomb that Obi Wan is exploring and Leia being taken to the the torture area. Yeah. So before Obi Wan goes in and saves Leia, he does encounter the true purpose of the Fortress Inquisitorius, or one of the secrets hidden within the Fortress Inquisitorius, which is the Tomb of the Jedi. And we see many different Jedi here. Um, I think I spotted a Jedi from the Clone Wars. Um, some of them I had no idea who they were, which I was a little disappointed to see. I wanted to see some more Jedi that didn't survive Order 66. Mm -hmm. um, but I did see one that I think was from the Clone Wars. I think it was from a really great episode with an old Jedi that had like a cane. And he kind of looks like a, he's like, he has a whitish alien, like with a dog, like kind of like a dog face. I saw him in there. Um, well, there was, there was sort of a, a rugged mountain man-esque Jedi that yeah. I think was one of the first one that Obi-Wan saw. And I, I assume that was Voss, Quinlan Voss. I'm thinking maybe, but I, I have no yeah. idea that, okay. I, yeah. Huh. Yeah, so then, I think one of those was And then was the last one we saw that. One I mean, of those was definitely, um, what was his name? Uh, Rickon? I forgot what his name was. The O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s character, his wife. Oh, yes, correct, correct. Which I think could have been, once again, why we wanted a flashback sequence to get a better idea of that, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, yeah, I think that would have connected a lot better if there was a flashback. We could have seen his wife's face. So, you know, maybe a missed opportunity there. Um but then we get a pretty awesome action sequence with the escape from Fortress Inquisitorius. Mm -hmm. What do you think about Obi-Wan lighting up his lightsaber in the darkness? That was pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is the first real episode where we've gotten to see Obi-Wan wield his lightsaber with success. I mean, we see him, of course, pull it out with Vader, and Vader makes quick work of him. You know, as he says, you know, the the years have made you weak. Mm -hmm. um, but here we see he is not weak, in fact. I mean... Granted, it's against stormtroopers who, as we've learned throughout the Star Wars, uh, the time watching Star Wars are like the easiest guys to kill, almost as easy as the droids. But um, <laughs> they can't hit a can in a mile, like so. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but you know, it's still finally cool to see Obi Wan back to his old ways, and like you said, you know, with the long hair, looks like Obi Wan, a la Attack of the Clones, and the robes. So I'm, I'm all for that. And then we get to see him use the Force in a pretty badass way as well. Yeah, he, uh, one of the blaster shots breaks the glass in the Fortress Inquisitorius. And if you didn't know, part of the Fortress Inquisitorius is underwater. Um, you would know that if you play Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> and um, that's the last level in the game. So uh, the water starts coming in. Obi-Wan uses the Force to seal the gap. And they make it just in time, drown all the stormtroopers, uh, seal off the, the hallway, and then they get surrounded by Reva and her squadron of troopers. Um, another callback to Jedi Fallen Order, we get some of the Sith troopers that are in Jedi Fallen Order, which, if you haven't played, are the guys that are specialized in hunting Jedi. They have, like, the all-black armor with a red armor guard, arm guard, and um, that was cool to see them in live action. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um... But, you know, uh, it seems like it, Reva is given an order, which it, at, at this point I, I have another small nitpick in the episode. You know, there's kind of a standoff here when, when Obi-Wan and Tala and Leia are surrounded. There's a standoff while we wait for Roken and his – well, Roken's pilots to come and rescue them. I mean, why, why are we standing there? If, if we're the, you know, the stormtroopers and the, the Sith troopers, why are we not just firing? 
Yeah. <laughs> that, that kind of, I mean, besides obviously to, to make the episode worthwhile, but yeah. you know, there, Reva has to get her say in before, before she gives the order to execute them. And that allows time for, uh, you know, for our pilots to come and at least one of them to rescue Obi-Wan and Tala and Leia and the other, you know, perishes. Yeah. And like a pilot that we've never met before dies. So there's like no emotional investment. Nope. I thought that Tala would give her life in this episode to save Leia. And I thought that would be a great emotional payoff. Absolutely. Um, I thought Tala, or I thought, and this is what I thought when we first saw the pilot, I thought it was going to be Roken. Yeah. And then we come back to the ship and he's still standing there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. at least a character we have some sort of emotional pull to with the beginning of this episode. But instead, yeah, yeah it's, it's like when the guy dies at the beginning of uh, Revenge of the uh, not Revenge of the Sith, Empire Strikes Back on Hoth, the first pilot to die. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we, we get a nice little rescue scene here. Leia's safe, and Obi-Wan and Leia hold hands, and Lola has a tracker on her. Um, and then we get one scene of Darth Vader RB, and, and what, what happens with Darth Vader? Right, he, so this is, this is before we see the tracker placed right. on. And uh, I thought it was a little bit predictable uh, here. So Darth Vader uh, is very upset. You know, he says, failure is what, – what did I say would happen with failure? And he picks up and force chokes the Reva, fifth, seventh sister. Fifth sister? Third sister? Uh, third sister. Third sister. It's seventh brother and fourth. Third sister. Okay. Mm-hmm. Picks her up and force chokes her. And she lets us know that she allowed them to escape because she put a tracker on that on their ship. And where that – where that goes, or where Obi-Wan goes, the tracker will follow. Mm-hmm. So my, my immediate thought was either she put the tracker on Leia, who is now going to follow Obi-Wan, or on, uh, on Lola. And we are then revealed that it's Lola. But still a sinister great scene with Darth Vader. Just wish we had more, more of him. I know we had discussed in last week's episode, we were wondering if we'd have Darth Vader interrogating Leia. But we don't. I think... As much as I would have liked to have seen that, I would have been upset with that more because you'd think Darth Vader, Anakin, has this great connection to the Force. He'd be able to sense that it's his daughter because we know he later is able to sense Luke. Yeah, even um, though they meet in A New Hope because you and me went back and we watched that yeah. first scene in A New Hope when they meet. Um, yeah, I think that maybe they probably won't meet in this ep- in this uh, series. And I think my prediction, at least here at the end, is that I think Leia will get to safety in the next episode. And then we'll save episode six for the rep, big wrap up and everything. So, and that's that's exactly I, I'd agree with you here. Um, you know, I think we got the great uh, initial sequence between uh, standoff between Vader and Obi Wan because it was episode three. I didn't realize this was a six part series. I believe I thought it was an eight part series. This is six parts. That was halfway through. It was at the end of episode three. I think we'll have to wait. You know, we waited episode four, episode five. We may tease it a little bit. But then episode six is going to be our, our big showdown between Obi-Wan and um, Darth Vader. And again, yeah. whatever we want to call him at this point, Vader probably. Do you think that Reva will make it out alive, RB? I have a feeling she's going to die by the end of this se- series. And I have a feeling she's... I thought she was going to die at the end of this episode when Darth Vader was like force choking her. So I, I don't know. I'm curious to see. Because like I said, I, I was certain, like I think you were prior to this episode, that she was infiltrating, you know, the the Inquisitors, and she was actually on the side of the Jedi. And at that point, I would have thought it would have been a great arc that she sacrifices herself at the end to, to save Obi-Wan. But now yeah. I'm not so sure. So I'm, I'm curious where they go with this character. 
And uh, what about the Grand Inquisitor? Is this guy dead? Is he like what's we got to get an answer because of the Rebels canon and everything that's going on with that? So lots of questions to well, be answered. It, it does, and I will say with that, and knowing obviously a lot less than you mm-hmm. about Rebels, having not watched, just watched some some things you need to know YouTube videos before watching Obi Wan. It seems as though Grand Inquisitor is a title, right? Yeah. You know, we could have another Grand Inquisitor just because that Grand Inquisitor was killed in episode two doesn't mean that that's the Grand Inquisitor that is in Rebels, correct? Because I've heard there are right. some differences on how he looks in Rebels versus how he looked in here. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how they how they play that out. Yeah. I'm still a little skeptical on what's going to happen there, but I want to get an answer, if not next episode, by the end of the series. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about what we're going to be doing next week. Yeah, next list. next week we'll likely have a double release here on top of the list. Of course, our review of part five of Obi Wan Kenobi will be coming out with uh, coming out with probably on Wednesday, and then on Thursday we'll go ahead and release a review of Jurassic World Dominion. Now, y'all may remember we did back about a couple of years ago one of our very first episodes. In fact, we did a review of all of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World films from that point. Jurassic Park one, two, and three and Jurassic World 1 and 2, Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. So we'll be bringing it, tying a nice bow on it, as I think, or I'm hopeful that Spielberg and his team will do here. And um, God, we hope it's better than Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. I mean, it's the same director. We still got Colin Trevorrow under uh, under the director chair, I guess you could say. And um, we'll see. We'll see if they could pull something off. Uh, go check out that uh, review of the first Jurassic Park series, uh, top of the list reviews. You could check that out. Um, but yeah, so yeah, like you said, next Thursday, we're going to drop the review for that. Wednesday, we're going to drop our Obi-Wan review because that's taking priority. And then one more little thing here at the end I wanted to mention. We do, um, but I didn't even realize it, but we do have a Marvel series that premiered the same day that this episode came out. Did you know that, RB? I did. Was it, did Miss Marvel come out? It, it's Miss Marvel is out now, so I'm thinking we'll just treat it the way we've been treating the last few Marvel shows. We'll watch all the episodes, and then we'll deliver a full season review at the end. Is every episode of Miss Marvel out? Did they release all at once, or are we doing weekly? Uh, it, it's a weekly release, Got so it. yeah. So then we'll have Miss Marvel as well as uh, coming up soon, uh, Stranger Things 4 Part 1 review as well. We're working our way through that. Yeah, and we want to get that one out before July 1st, which is when Stranger Things Season 4 Part 2 comes out. So, well, we have a lot in the pipeline here for you top of the list fans. uh, But most immediately, next Wednesday, Obi-Wan Episode 5, and shortly after that, Jurassic Park, uh, what is it, Dominion. Dominion. Yeah, so Jurassic World Dominion will be out by then. Um, but with that said, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Search, search Top of the List with RB and Dom. You'll find us there. Give us a subscription, you know, a little subscribe. Um, give us a follow. Give us a five-star review. And leave a comment. Let us know what you want us to review in the future. Um, we'll keep an eye out for that. Uh, with that said, we'll see you on the next episode of Top of the List. Later, everybody.